Real Church Matters podcast. I'm Forrest Hall. You are what? Antoinette Island. Antoinette Island, where Real Church Matters, where Real Church Matters, matters. are talked about because Real, Real Church, Church matters. matters. I don't even know if I said it right. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's cool. But housekeeping, you can listen to us via SoundCloud, iTunes. You can uh, find it you know, on the podcast app on your iPhone. Uh, if you're using Android, it's probably better for you to use SoundCloud. You can download the SoundCloud app. If you're on your desktop or your laptop, you can just go to realchurchmatters.com mm-hmm. and it'll pull up the SoundCloud. It's probably the easiest way. Um, listen. Listen, share, listen. Share. All that. All that. If you want to reach out to us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're on all of it. Continue to share. Continue to write. You know, encouraging words. Shout out to Chastity Nelson. Thank you, Chastity. For shouting us out all the time, for sharing it with your friends and family, for giving encouragement. We appreciate it. I, um, I mean, we just live in a time where people don't know how to just share how they feel. You know what I mean? We'll be dead and gone and people be like, hey, man, I really appreciate their podcast. I'm dead now. Uh, yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> you know, you should give me the flowers while I can have them and smell, smell them. them. Yep. Don't plant them on me. Give them to me. Do you know what I'm saying? So for, for me, I feel like sharing it, encouraging and spreading the word is the best way you can show your appreciation to us. Yep. The next best way is <laughs> Patreon.com. Patreon. Forward slash Real Church Matters. Absolutely. And we appreciate those who have given, including Chastity Nelson, who mm-hmm. gave this week. Thank you. Um, we Suzanne it. and Errol Spicer, Sandrina and James Savoy. Latasha Bullard. And Latasha Bullard. We Love appreciate the giving, appreciate the support. Uh, it's really we, encouraging. Absolutely. It is. We don't do it for audience. We do it for obedience. But we are appreciative and grateful for our audience. That's we, the tagline. Yeah, that is the tagline. And before we move on, go do Likewise. Yes, LikewiseLife.com to read any of my old blogs. Um, I recently reposted something that I posted um, because it's the anniversary of my mom's passing. So if you guys want to go back and read that um, and then follow me on Instagram and Facebook, go do Likewise. Absolutely. You know I love your writing. I can't wait for the next thing. I know you told me you're cooking something crazy up. Mm -hmm. So it's going down i can't wait to read it (laughs) um moving into today's episode episode 27 we are going to be talking about the unknown Mm -hmm. if i had to give this a title i say the unknown is known just not to you and one of the reasons we started uh i mean we're doing a podcast about this is we were just you know spitballing ideas about the topic and what we're going to talk about and you shared what has been on your mind lately yeah i was telling you about how like i've just been more aware of like how this person i'm becoming or i am is just not familiar like you don't see people like me all the time i can't really look at my family tree and see anybody who has followed the path that i'm on so i just been feeling like i'm in the unknown like i'm just exploring new territory and how you kind of compare me to Amelia Earhart, like where I'm just flying into like yeah. unknown yeah. destinations. And, 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 and for, for a lot of believers, especially first, second generation believers, we are the frontiersmen mm-hmm. of our families. Right. We are trying to do something that we are setting a precedent for. You know, my mom and my dad set the precedent for their families mm-hmm. to even go to church. Yeah. And even commit themselves as Christians. It, it, it was it's something that was uh, leaps ahead of what they were um, doing. You yeah. know, I mean, my dad, his mom went to church. You know, later on in her life, um, but uh, he wasn't he wasn't raised in mm-hmm. church per se. And, and my mom, they didn't go to church, and so they are they established a new timeline mm-hmm. and. I'm taking what they established and I'm trying to take it even further yeah. as a believer. You know what I mean? These things are unsettling. They are new yeah. and uncharted territory. Or even the fact that they made a lot of decisions at your age that 
aren't reflected in your life so it's like you're like you said you're just becoming this new <laughs> yeah i'm trying to take the of, next step yeah when my dad was 15 he had a child yeah you're already you know when he was 20 he had already had three yeah you know uh, for for me like being in a making different choices and, and going about this differently I, i'm pretty sure it blesses him to know that you know he established things in me that did have shown through my life but i want to do the same thing mm -hmm. that means i have to not rest on my laurels i can't just be comfortable with, oh i didn't make their mistake <laughs> but i have to go to the next, next step step with yep. it and that all leads us to unknown mm -hmm. leads us to the uncertainty mm -hmm. like you were saying like you know you start thinking about all these things you're doing as obedience to god but these obediences leave you in a very vulnerable place it does they leave you not knowing about your future but you know the one thing i was sharing with you is that you know that feeling of the unknown is interesting that you feel it as if it's something you didn't experience even before you committed your life to christ because everyone who lives on this earth who has a beating heart and a brain experiences the fear of the unknown yeah it just seemed different back then because i was more distracted from it you know Absolutely. it wasn't always present every day i didn't wake up like thinking about it you know i was yeah. more focused on you know just being distracted from yeah. it so and i think that's the difference is that number one we as believers are more aware of the future and our limitations in it than we were when we were out doing what we wanted because yeah. As long as we were satisfying ourselves and committing ourselves to our desires, we didn't have to, we didn't, our minds didn't go to the future. Yeah, I mean, we, we could make stuff happen, you know, I feel a little anxious or whatever, let me just go shop, spend money or whatever, you know, yeah. everything was just about taking away whatever anxiety through whatever yeah. means I could. But mm -hmm. now just focus on listening to God and yeah. letting him guide you. And Proverbs 3 and 5, <laughs> lead out to your own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. So you're constantly talking about this path mm -hmm. and this path is constantly haunting us yeah. because it's an unknown path. It's not a path that we already know the directions to. Right. It's a path that we're constantly up in the dark about mm -hmm. and that that elicits a certain type of anxiousness and fear that i feel is not the the, the spiritually healthy way to look at unknown and so you know just focusing on that um I t it takes me immediately to matthew chapter six mm -hmm. and just a side note for everybody who's trying to be a christian who's trying to operate in the faith i would tell you read matthew chapter 5 through 7 because it's jesus's first series of sermons it's almost like his uh his inauguration speech <laughs> it's almost like he's he kind of setting a tone for a new way of living with a people who are new to him he wasn't talking to the, the jews per se he was talking to the gentiles and it was new to us yeah. it, it, as it's new to us and so when you read chapters five through seven and continue to read them and commit them to your heart, I think that they will let you know just the type of Christian God is looking for. Right. That's our Real Church Matters tip number one. Real Church Matters <laughs> tip. Podcast just started, but we, that's the first one. Real Church Matters tip. Read Matthew chapter five through chapter seven. So I'm going to read chapter six, verse 25 says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. And it's interesting because we look at these questions and some people say, well, I'm not worried about those things. But you got to understand the context in which Jesus is saying these things. These were the hot topics of that time. Yeah, everything revolved around those things. Right. And so they were the concerns of the people because Thinking about what you will eat is different then than it is now. When I think about what I'm going to eat, I'm thinking what store I'm going to, what restaurant I'm going to to get something to eat, what grocery store. But these people were thinking, what am I going to hunt? Mm -hmm. What am I going to grow? Right. Will I have a successful hunt? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't always come back with something. Right. Will I have a successful crop? Because they, even though they planted and sowed, 
They didn't always reap. Mm -hmm. Droughts happen. Severe things happen that were beyond their control. So the question of what they will eat was one of grave certain uncertainty. Mm -hmm. What they will wear was not as simple as just walking into a closet. Somebody had to make these things. Yeah. If you didn't have these skills, who's to say you had something to wear? If you didn't know how to make it, you had to trade for it. Who's to say you had something to, to trade, trade. Yeah. in order for those things? Yep. What you will drink, the whole idea of even water, mm -hmm. especially in the places they were. Yeah. Sometimes you had to take long walks. Even. To get to a well. Yeah. Who's to say that you had the ability to? Who's to say that when you went to that well, there'll be anything there? Yep. Who's to say that that well was in a province in which you were accepted there mm -hmm. to even get something to drink? These are questions that people had because it wasn't as simple as it is for you. But what is your not so simple question? I got tons. <laughs> you know what I mean? We yeah. all come from that place. Yeah. Like We all have these not so simple questions where I might not be asking what I'm going to eat because even if I got a dollar, I can get something. You know, I go get a McDouble. Mm -hmm. But I am asking what will happen to me? What will be my purpose? How will I get be successful? How be successful? Will I be married? Will I have children? Yeah. What, what is what I'm doing now? What I'm supposed to be doing? Am I where I'm supposed to be? Right. right. Now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're making these tough decisions and we're making them with little to no information, especially before we came to Christ. Mm -hmm. So this is where Jesus is coming from. I just wanted to make sure people understood where Jesus is coming from. Right. And he's telling us we should not be anxious about this. Why? Verse 34 says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for, for self. self sufficient for the day is its own trouble. He said, you be concerned about today right. and today's obediences. <laughs> so I want to make sure we understand as believers, we're living according to obedience. You know what I mean? If we could get tattoos, if we were into that, if I was into tattoos, I would get one that said obey because I, I want to live my life through obedience. Yes, every day the priority should be obedience. Obey. Yeah. That's that's the believer. When I make plans for my life, I'm planning to obey. Around, yeah. Just, Your plans go around obedience. Right. Like nothing is going to come in that's that simple. in its place, yeah. But for us, we don't concern ourselves with tomorrow. We shouldn't. We shouldn't because tomorrow's not ours. Tomorrow belongs to God. Yeah. That's major point. Major key. Is that one of our tips? That's not a tip. Though. Okay. <laughs> but tomorrow belongs to God. Mm -hmm. So we leave it to him. When you find yourself concerned with tomorrow, you find out the real reason why you deal with this weight of unknown and uncertainty is the fact that you want to know tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And it's not for you Enough. But it's another side to it too Because you can't be so like I'm not worried about tomorrow That you don't even want to think about it You know you just You just pass it across But it's like you still have to You have to be able to see God in it You know what I mean? Yeah Well that's where the power of obedience plays a part Right Is that if you just obey God You don't have to ever worry about you Not making future minded decisions Mm-hmm let me tell you why. Because God guides us to the future, mm -hmm. but in his way. Right. He don't tell us everything. He just tells us just enough mm -hmm. to obey. He don't tell us everything, just tells us just enough to have faith. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to walk in the dark and see it as uncertainty or see it as negative. This dark is not darkness. It's the shadow of the Almighty. Right. I'm walking with him. Mm-hmm. He's protecting me, keeping me, guiding me. And so my darkness is not something to be sad about. It's a comfort. Mm -hmm. That's why it's okay that he left us in the dark mm -hmm. about things, yeah. about our future. Look, perfect example. Genesis chapter 12, one through three. We're talking about Abraham or Abram at this time. He says, now say to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm not going to tell you about the land. You can't go Wikipedia. <laughs> you can't go map quest it. Mm -hmm. You can't find out the dimensions, the demographic. You can't go see if this is a good place. Mm 
for millennials or <laughs> is this a good place for your career mm -hmm. you can't you there's no guesswork for you in it all, right. all i want you to do is Let's obey go. yep and i'll show you and i'll said. show you <laughs> But that's not what we want. That's mm -hmm. what we have to be honest about. We want him to show us and then we'll go. Yeah. We want him to show Maybe. us. Maybe. Give us the brochure and we we still might not go. Still might not go. But we want him to lay it all out for us. And that's not the way God works. He keeps us in the dark. So we're always in the shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. If I knew I would be where I am right now, when I a couple years back, I probably would not have made the same yeah. decision. You probably like, wouldn't have walked down that aisle nope. and gave your life to Christ. Mm -mm. Because what you know now is still the unknown. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Even these glimpses still have you left in yes. the dark. Like you said, glimpse, it's just glimpses. It's just glimpses. It's enough for you to obey. Yep. Enough for you to have faith. Yes. But not enough for you to leave on your own. Mm-hmm. Not enough for you to be independent. God gives us enough for obedience, not independence. Mm. Real church matters too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he gives us enough for obedience, not independence. That one felt good. Mm -hmm. He says in verse two, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And so that you will be a blessing. He doesn't tell him how mm -mm. he just tells him what. And and then the fact that he's using words like great, great, you know, and and words like that is like in our heads, we try to make what we think he's going to do for us is great. But his great is not the same as it's ours. not the same as ours. It's vague. Yes. What, what do you mean by great? You know, God, God can put on your heart and be like, I want to do great things for you. And you feel like you want to do great things. But what does that mean? Yeah. Then you just start reaching and grabbing things. And God is like. I'm going to show you yeah. until I show you and tell you what to do. Be still and know that I am God. God. That's, yeah. that, that scripture alone should set us at ease when it comes to uncertainty. And the unknown is that we just be still yeah. until he tells us a glimpse of our future to walk in. Yes. That's why it says lean not to your own understanding. Because mm -hmm. we try to understand it. We try to, or even we try to look at other people, how yeah. they define God as great. We'd be right. like, oh, so he's going to do that to me? Yeah. It's none of that. Oh, he's going to make me great? He's going to make me a great speaker. No. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Maybe not. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. we, we, people listen to me preach and they say, oh, the world need to hear this. No, the world don't. You needed to hear it. Yeah, because you were here. And if it's only this... 30 or 40 people that hear it, I'm okay with that because obedience is better than audience. Yes. It's better to just obey. I don't need to be trying to figure out, oh, God gave me this gift. I need to figure out how to market it. I need to figure out how to brand it. I need to figure out how to bottle it up and sell it. I don't need to do anything but be obedient. Yep. That is the way that I deal with the unknown is to know that it's unknown only to me mm -hmm. it's like we're not in on the joke but he he's <laughs> with it so I, i'm good with that you left me in the dark god i did it for a reason mm -hmm. i did it for a reason because if i left if i pulled you out of the dark you would walk in your own yeah it almost abilities. make me think how pe parents are with their kids like i can only tell you a little bit because i don't want you to you know even when you have great plans to take yeah. them to disney world so it's like i don't want you to right. get too excited I used to, I used or to, ask too many questions and then no i'm gonna tell you the perfect example of that is i used to love the little tv dinner to give you the whole meal with the little brownie with the brownie too and, and sometimes my mother would let us have that and she would be like, eat the food first, though. I can't just, I, the, the brownie's right there. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> God knows he can't just lay it all out for you. Mm -hmm. You'll skip the meal skip the and meal. go right to the dessert. That's so You'll true. skip the suffering and go right to the glory. Mm. <laughs> and that's people's problem. Yeah. You want to skip the suffering and go right to the glory. If I had it my way. If you had it your way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What did Jesus say? He said, if it be your will, let this cup pass. Mm -hmm. Can I skip the suffering and go to the glory? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Can I skip the cross and go right to heaven? Mm -hmm. No. He said. He can't be seen yeah, if, he, if that was the case. He said it doesn't work that yeah. way. What did he tell us to do? He said, take up your cross. Yeah. 
We got to take up our cross. Mm -hmm. We won't do that if we know everything. We just got to know enough to obey, Amen. enough to be faithful. And God is going to reveal a greater us in our unknown. Mm -hmm. He'll make himself known to us in the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that Hebrews 11 verse 1 through 3 or verse 1 through 9 is talking about all these people by faith but two stories that stand out to me is number one Noah mm -hmm. and verse 1 says by faith Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household mm -hmm. he did according to what God told him not what he understood or knew yes he met he met the unknown with obedience. Yes, he embraced the unknown, and yeah. Uh, thank you. You just fixed it. Mm -hmm. He embraced the unknown with obedience. Yep. Do you know what would have set your heart at ease, Antoinette? Do you know what will set your heart at ease? Those that feel like Antoinette and me and are trying to be obedient, but you're afraid of the uncertainty. It builds anxiety in you. You don't know what tomorrow holds. Understand, you need to hold it back. You need to embrace the unknown with obedience. That's right. If you do that, you'll see that there's a greater worth in the unknown. Yes. It's not to be feared, but it's to be reverenced. Mm -hmm. It's not to be ran from, but it's to be walked into. Mm -hmm. This is not our darkness to... To, to cause us to be confused and where there's no confusion here. No, or even when you think of Noah, like even just putting up one part of the ark every day, hitting one nail a day, it's like that obedience is what keeps us embracing Those that. Those daily unknown. obediences yeah. allow us to go into the unknown until it has made itself known. He did. There's things he knew after the last nail. He didn't know before the first one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. But you have to put the first one in to get to the last one. Mm -hmm. We got to do the work. Have to. We got to obey and let the thing reveal itself because you have to trust that God knows best. best. He said, I know it's uncomfortable. I'm telling you to leave your country. I'm telling you to leave your family. I'm telling you to leave your father's house. I'm talking about Abram. This leaving uncomfortable ability. Yes. You're leaving the, the comforts of your life mm -hmm. to go to the unknown. That's what you had to do. That's yeah. what I had to do. You feel I, naked. Yeah. Like we were talking about last week in the podcast even. You just feel naked. I'm like in the comforts of a job. Mm -hmm. And then God moves on my heart and says, put your resignation in. Yeah. Your time at this place is done. I have something else for you. No, you sure, God? Because I can do my business. I can do both. I, I can really do both. can. I I've promise. been doing pretty cool at it. It's, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's it's fine. It's this is good money. This is money that I know will always be there, whether the clients are there or not. Yes. And God probably was like, "Yeah, that's the point. Yep. That's the point. I need you to go further. I need you to grow, and you can't grow in the known. Mm. You only grow in the unknown." Mm. Yeah. We we're having to do these things that take us out of our comforts of our country. Yes. Comforts of our family. That's why people fast. Cause sometimes you just gotta take yourself out of gotta remind the, yourself. Yeah. That I don't need I'm not dependent on yeah. this. I'm dependent on God. Even in the reality of losing loved ones. Yeah. These things are removing you gotta understand, even that is the unknown. Mm-hmm. The unknown, the uncertainty of death is what fear even people who are rich. Who know what they're going to eat, know what their where their clothes are coming from, know where their head is going to lay. They still have an uncertainty and a fear, and it's of what the yeah. thing they don't know, yeah. which is death. Yeah, or even the way I named the, the blog, I named it when um when you must face tomorrow. That's yeah. what I'm basically saying is I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. Yeah. I just lost something that I saw every day. Yeah, I trusted in, and it you don't pulls have you that from the comfort. Yeah. To this uncomfortable place where you would not have grown in the known, but you've grown in the unknown. Mm -hmm. You've learned to depend on God like you depended on your mother. Yep. 
Amen. How would you have Amen. ever gotten to that point in the known? So it's grown folks that still suckling on their mother. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. Be, because they don't, they didn't get to experience what you did. Yeah. Or people who still wish they could. It's like one or the other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, this, that's, those are people who didn't embrace the unknown. Yeah. They didn't understand it. You said, you know what? I don't understand this. But instead of being angry at God, I'm going to start obeying him. That's right. That decision got to happen. It has to happen. And all of a sudden, you see that you, though you didn't understand when the first nail hit and it hurt, mm-hmm. you understand now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He turned that pain to he, purpose. He, through the unknown. Mm-hmm. That's the powerful part. And, and even with Noah having to do what he did or look back to Abraham, it says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. Mm. That that sums up the believer. Yes. See, the, the world is dealing with uncertainty by looking at it, not knowing what it is and running from it. Mm-hmm. But the believer is going towards it, not knowing where he is going. Mm-hmm. That's why we're the frontiersmen. That's why we're the Amelia Earhart's, Mm -hmm. the Matthew Henson's. We're walking into places that are uncharted. Mm -hmm. We don't know if death awaits. We don't know if pain awaits. Mm -hmm. We don't know what awaits, but we do know wherever we go. God's there. God's there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. (laughs) That's, That's the realities of it. See, the unknown is known. It's just not known by you. You get mad about that. We all get mad about that. You're not honest with yourself. Some of you are like, I'm not mad about it. Yes, you are. Well, even when you, the way you pray for stuff, you be angry the whole time. Like, yeah. you don't, it don't come out like that. But in your head, it's like, you know, I just, you know, need this. I need a man. I need, you know. Yeah. But that type of prayer is like, you're you just want to know. You're trying to figure it out. And God don't want you to figure it out. Stop wasting your prayers trying to guess what God's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. You, that's not the type of prayers. If you want to know how you should be praying to God, you should be praying to God like Jesus was praying to God. Mm-hmm. You should be like, not my will, but thy will be done. I don't know it. I don't understand it. Hey, I'll even be honest. I wish this cup would pass from me. I don't want to taste the bitter taste of uncertainty, Mm -hmm. but I need to understand it. It's in the bitter taste of uncertainty that I receive the sweetness of knowing your fulfilled purpose in my life. See, just like he knows more in the last now, Noah knows more in the last now he put than he did in the first one. You're going to know more in the last breaths of your life Mm -hmm. than in the ones you breathe right now. Mm hmm. But that means you would have to get there. That's right. We got to get there. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? It, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 said, but as it is written, he re- he's referencing to something that was written in Isaiah. And he says, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those, for those who love him. Who love him. Mm-hmm. He's preparing something for you. Yep. See, you got to stop looking at unknown as scary and look at the unknown as the place of preparation. Yep. Something is being created there. In your obedience. Yeah. We're not talking about stuff appearing out of nowhere. Like we said, we're talking about your, ob- in in your, your obedience. obedience. Let me, let me <laughs> use it this way. There are stores and there are factories. When you want to buy a pair of shoes, you don't go to the Nike factory. You go to the Nike store. Mm-hmm. You know that if I go to the Nike factory, the only thing that's happening there is it's being built. Mm-hmm. I don't want what's being built. I want what's been built. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? When we are going into the unknown, we're going into a place where something is being made. Mm-hmm. I can't mess with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not skilled to make that. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? That's why you buy shoes. Mm-hmm. And you, because if you knew how to make Jordans, you make them. But you don't know how to. Tomorrow is making today. Mm. So don't mess with it. Just walk in today. 
I live in today's obedience. Yep. I don't concern myself with tomorrow's unknowns. I walk in today's obediences. Sorry. He said, in the tomorrow, let me tell you what's happening in tomorrow. God is preparing something that you haven't seen, you've never heard, and it's never entered the heart of any man. Mm-hmm. Your wildest dreams pale in comparison to what God has prepared for you. Yeah, we miss it out. We miss out on it. You're so focused on tomorrow. You don't embrace the day-to-day things. Yeah. You're so focused on going, you know, moving to another country and stuff. You don't embrace embrace the family you have around you. Absolutely. It's like, These are the realities. Let me tell you, let's keep it keep it real with you. You're even looking at other people's relationships, but you got to understand if you love God and operate in obedience, what he has for you, you have yet to see. Yep. While you busy writing hashtag relationship goals, God got something for you no one has ever seen. Sorry. No one's ever liked it. No one's ever retweeted it. <laughs> no one's ever hashtagged it. Nope. No one's ever shared it. It has yet to be seen. Yep. But you're so caught up in what you say. Mm-hmm. And you getting what you dreamed. You don't understand. <laughs> you would rather have what you know exists yep. than what you have yet to know. Yeah. You'd rather have what you see instead of what has yet to be seen. Mm-hmm. You'll rather have what you desired or fathomed in your mind than that which you have yet to even dream of. Yep. Come on, we got this mixed up. We got this mixed up. Part of our com- uh, our discomfort and uncertainty is that we want what we've seen. We want what we've yeah. heard. We want what we dreamed. A lot of people, I feel like you miss out on God when you do that. Because like, even if you know you had a passion for God and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, that must mean I should be a pastor. Like, that's not always what it means. That's and you could be missing out on a whole nother calling. A whole nother Trying to be something you think. That you've seen. Yeah, that you've Just, seen. We be, we, instead of being obedient, we become replicants. Yes. You got to understand, mm-hmm. we, we're supposed to be obedient to God, not imitations of those who are. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's doing this. That that That's the apex, the epitome of being a Christian is to preach. No, it's not. Or even how people look at the stuff we're doing. Like, you think I want to be an evangelist just because I like to share about what I'm learning about Christ? It's so so minimized. Yeah. It's so so poisonous, too. Yeah. Because other people feel like it's not their responsibility to speak because they feel like only people that are supposed to speak are people who are gifted to speak. Mm -hmm. Instead of just people sharing God. On a daily basis, every day, so that we can be that chosen people, that royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. Not so I can be evangelist so-and-so. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we missing the point, but we can't get off track. Right, we got to yeah, stay yeah, on. Stay we got to stay on. So, Genesis 3 and 5 lets us know that even our, our desire to know was used against Eve. Mm. It was used as a way of seducing her. We have to understand that Satan knows that you want to know. Yeah, that's what they called it, the tree of knowledge, right? Yeah, it was called the tree of knowledge. And he told her, he said, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing. Good and evil. Good and evil. He tempted her with the fact that she can be like God and know. Mm. All of us have to be honest with the fact that we want to be like God and know. Mm-hmm. We do it in a fake way. Like we we act like we know. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I got sick, but it was because, you know, I wasn't serving God and God had to do that. You don't know what don't he's know doing what, what for. Yeah. You don't know nothing. You like to act like you know because it gives you a false sense <laughs> of security. In a world that's full of unknowns. The most he does, like we said, is he's gracious enough to give us glimpses. That's just why, enough to be obedient. Here's the thing. We ain't talking about tithing, but I'm going to talk about it for a second. The way that they teach this stuff is giving y'all a false sense of security in a world that's uncertain. They telling you that if you give, you will receive, press down, shake and gather, running over as men give unto their bosom. But what they when they when they create take these scriptures and create formulas, it causes people to feel a sense of comfort in a place where 
you don't know the uncertainty of God's path for you. That's right. You can give your tithes every Sunday. You can give more than 10% and still find yourself in a place where you are without. Yeah. That might just be what God got Because in his that plan. might just be yeah. what is in his plan mm-hmm. for you. Yep. When we take scriptures and create formulas, we set people up with a false sense of knowing like God. Yep. And then God got to show you that you have no idea. Yeah. And you just end up disappointed. We just end up with a batch of disappointed yeah. Disappointed Christians. people who feel like God's not real. No, he's real. It's just the person who told you that wasn't so real. <laughs> yeah. This is the realities. You guys have to find yourself in a place where you just obeying God. Yep. You just obey God. You're not doing things for the sake of doing it, because somebody told you, if you give, you're going to receive. I, that's not what the Bible tells me. The Bible tells me that I'm taken care of because I love him. That's right. I'm not taken care of because I give. Mm-hmm. I'm taken care of because I love him. He said didn't he He withholds no good thing from him that loves love him. him. Yep. And if your love inspires giving, that's... That's worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. He, even David celebrated. He said, the people have begun to give like me from a willing, cheerful heart. Mm-hmm. You, How can you give from a willing, cheerful heart if you're giving in hopes to get? Yes. That's, that's, I ain't saying no more about it. I ain't saying no more about <laughs> we gotta it. We got to get back on track. Uh, you know, I, we'll t- we'll that's talk- a little more matter of topic. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about tithes in another time. But but you, you, you're mixing it up. Where we have this desire to know and people just like Satan are taking advantage of the fact that we want to know. People go across countries to talk to prophets because they want to what? No. No. They want to know. And this is the game that's being played. Well, guess what? You are not going to know. No. You can go to the altar all you want. It's not. You're not going to know. What you need to do is be obedient with what you do know. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 16, 1 and 9 says the plans of the heart belong to the man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Mm-hmm. You can plan whatever you want. <laughs> the final say is what it's saying. The final say belongs to God, God yep. because he holds your future. The hearts of man. This is verse nine. The heart of man plans his way. But the Lord establishes his steps. Right. You can plan your way all day. <laughs> you can do it all day. But the Lord establishes. He establishes steps mm-hmm. or guides his steps. Mm-hmm. You can say all day, I'm going right. I'm going right. Nettie, uh, I'm going right tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And God all of a sudden, he'd be like, go left. I, 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 I really had planned and set in my heart. Nobody told you to set anything in your heart. <laughs> Other than to obey yes. me. That's the plans that you should have. Like that's, we said, I'm just going to be obedient today. That's Those, it. Yeah. Because the unknown is not known by you. Doesn't make it unknown. Nope. The unknown is known. Just not to us. Just not by you. <laughs> James 4, 13 through 15. Uh, James said, come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town and spend a year there and <laughs> trade and make a profit. This is like like when we've come out of high school, we like, you know, I'm going to go to college mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go to L.A. because that's where it's popping at for my field. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go to New York because that's where all the filmmakers are. I'm going to try to get into NYU. You, when you hear high school kids And they talk, just regurgitate they, bits of conversations of they've heard. they've seen. Yes. Or heard and assuming it as their path, not understanding God has prepared something they've never seen or heard for them. He said, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. I've been there before. I said this. I said, you know, I'm going to go here. I'm going to make a trade and make a profit. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I'm going I'm to I'm go to back to school. The way he broke I'm it down, like, I'm going to spend a year. Like, we've done that. We've, we've done planned this. whole years of yeah. our lives. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get a, <laughs> a six-month lease. And then after that, you know, I'm going to go right to a house. You yeah. know, it's just simple. Like, yeah. I mean, I keep working. I'm making enough money. You start multiplying money that you have yet to even receive. But to play devil's advocate real quick, what do you say to people who would hear this and be like okay so what am i not supposed to have goals i'm not supposed to make plans because you know you you have those type of people here he is hashtag life goals gone <laughs> hashtag eternal life goals 
You no longer are setting yourself up for tomorrow. You are obeying today for beyond tomorrow. That's right. You are obeying today for eternity. That's right. See, when you're doing things for tomorrow, you live in small. Mm-hmm. That's life goals. Eternal life goals is living with heaven on their mind. All day. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What he plays out for my life is nothing compared to what is waiting for me after life. Sorry. Whole time I spent most of my 20s thinking about what my what would become of my life. Now I'm spending my 30s thinking about what will become of my afterlife. Mm-hmm. Come on. This is the problem. You sitting there making vision boards and you ain't got a picture of heaven nowhere on there. Nowhere. You look, you, you, look, know you look scared. You scared. He slapped my arm, I, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That hurt you. But nowhere. We don't. Come on. Now we, we're, we're not having minded. No. Having, having. We're not having minded. We're not having minded. He even said it right here. He said, yeah, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. He said, real quick, just a quick question for you. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Just a little time. Life goals. That's life goals. <laughs> ha- instead of hashtag life goals, this is what I want you to do. Hashtag vapor. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Yep. Or in this translation, it says mist. Hashtag mist. Mm-hmm. Mist goals. That's what y'all doing. You making goals for things that's here one day, gone the next. Yes. That quick. You spent more time planning it than existing in it. Mm. That's true. Come on now. More or, time or dreaming about it, it yeah. than living in it. Yeah. We missing the point yep. when we are dancing this dance about life. When the uncertainty of life is here, the unknown is here to make God known to us. Yes. And everybody else around. Amen. <laughs> he said, 15, instead you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Yes. If the Lord wills, because that's the way we pray. Yeah. We pray according to what the Lord wills. We live according to what the Lord wills. We think according to what the Lord <laughs> wills. We plan according to what the yeah. Lord wills. We having a business meeting tomorrow. We having business meeting according to if what Lord the Lord wills. wills. Yeah. We, I don't we, even mind people that say that in normal re- re- yeah. vernacular. They just be like, if Lord willing, yeah, I'll be. It used to annoy me, but now I get it right. like you have to remind yourself like There's somebody who got a lease coming up they don't know whether they renewing the lease or whether they go into another place if the lord wills if the lord wills yeah you might not know until the last deadline mm-hmm. you might not know till just the last day where you need to have your boxes out of that place you don't you people may not know you worried about being married you may not know <laughs> anything about nothing I was reading a story about a man. He just got married. He was in the 60s. He got married to her, and then she got in an accident and died within a year. That's crazy. Do you know what I'm saying? Whole life waiting Whole for Whole life plan. Waiting for that, yeah. f- that special someone. Only it's missed goals. <laughs> it's vapor goals. Here one minute, gone the next. I watched a documentary about a football player and he, he was he found his, the love of his life and she married him only for him to end up with Lou Gehrig's disease and go from this this young, virile football player to this depleted, debilitated man yeah. who can barely look up, let alone, you know, walk for himself. Or, and he's to the place where now he's so degenerated that he literally... Can't move anything but his eyes. Yeah. That's not what she signed up for. Oh. But it is what she signed up for. Yep. Why? Because we're living this life on this conveyor belt of the unknown. Whether we have God or not, mm. I would rather have God. Yep. He's in on it. He knows. <laughs> the unknown is, is just the unseen. We all got to realize that Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us, he says. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of the things not seen. We know that assurance of things hoped for, but understand it. It's the evidence or the conviction of things not seen. 
I believe that there's something greater for me having never seen it. Yep. If you don't have faith, the unknown will scare you. Yes. But for those who have faith, we can embrace the unknown, mm-hmm. knowing that everything I can't see is evident in my faith. Yeah, it's like me believing it is what proves that it's real. Yeah. Oh, people will tell you, like, what you going to do tomorrow? Like, you know, how, how are you going to sustain yourself? You're leaving your job, Antoinette. What are you going to do? Got tons of those questions. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. How are you good? I don't see how you're good. Uh, you know, you can't see it because you don't have faith. Yeah. But the conviction of my faith have manifested something to me that I yet have seen. Yep. Faith manifests a reality that has yet to be seen. Just because you can't see it don't mean it don't exist. And just because you don't know it don't mean it's known. Yep. Don't mean it's not known. Unknown. <laughs> Whatever I'm trying to say. I know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm just getting too excited. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5 and 7 says, For we walk by faith and not what? Not by sight. Those who walk by sight are afraid of what they can't see. Yep. Say it again. And I love the way we shifted the conversation from using unknown. Now we're saying unseen because we realize that. Absolutely. Because we already know it is it, just because it's unknown don't mean it don't exist. Some people are like that just because you can't see your 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 loved one no more. They die. You think that they're gone. Yeah. You're crying really because you, you can't see them. You can't see them. Mm-hmm. But you Lack the conviction to understand that just because you can't see it don't mean it don't exist. exist. That's right. This scripture that, that I, I shared with you and I, it said, you know, I remember my mother's teachings and it said that when I wake, they speak to me. Yep. These are this faith talk. Yes. This faith talk. This mm-hmm. is not seeing talk because mm-hmm. if I can't see it, then I'm sad. God is providing for me, even if I can't see the provision Sorry. he's providing. Just because I can't see the shoes don't mean they're not in the factory. Mm-hmm. They're somewhere. They're just not here. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Yep. That's why you have people calling themselves single and crying because they don't realize just because you don't have it don't mean it's nowhere to be found. Yeah. It just means you don't Got have it. it. Yeah. You can't see it yet. But you can rest easy knowing it exists. It's just not here mm-hmm. yet. This is the way we walk in faith. We we walk in faith in the freedom of I might die. I might close my eyes, never having anybody. But one thing I know is everything that was ever for me. I had. I have. Mm-hmm. No good thing will he hold from you. Why? Because God has a plan. For me and for you. Sorry. See, the unknown is not the unknown. It's the unseen. And the unseen is not just the unseen. It's a plan. Mm. This stuff ain't just floating around. in the. You know how people think about the universe as this great beyond, this unknown. As if it's not a system that moves and interacts and has structure. Just because we can't figure out its organization and its structure. It's rhyme and reason doesn't mean that it's chaos. Mm. We look at the unknown as chaos, yeah. as this unwieldy thing that's just blowing through our lives and not realizing just because you don't get its system doesn't mean that it's not systematic. Yeah, we feel like we're living in confusion. You feel like you just like you all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it really o- feels only like. Only because you lack faith. Yeah. Where there is no faith, there is confusion. That's right. Where? Come on now. We can look at the unknown now and see that it's a structure to it. There's a method to God's madness. Mm -hmm. He has a plan for me. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you. Mm -hmm. You guys say the scripture, you quote it. Everybody Everybody sings the song. I know the plans. Come on now. (laughs) If you really believe this, this would put your mind at ease. You would have no uncertainty because you would know that in that abyss of unknown and uncertainty. God knows. <laughs> God knows. And there's a plan. Mm-hmm. As long as there's see, this is how, how we have to expose ourselves. I had to be real myself. 
I wasn't okay because not because I didn't know God had a plan for me. I, I heard the scripture before, mm-hmm. but because it wasn't my, my plan. plan. Mm. You can read that scripture all you want if you still, yeah. See, we we still trying to get God to buy into our plan. Mm-hmm. Every prayer is like a business meeting. <laughs> Every prayer is like a, a a Shark Tank pitch. This is what we do. We go to God and we like we're like pitching it on Shark Tank. We're like, so God, this is what I had. I met this guy today. <laughs> Super awesome. I, you know, we talked. <laughs> I think it's. He, I think he seems pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I, credit score. He said it was like around seven six. I think probably five, but still, you know, I can see he is a six, seven potential right. type of guy. We're trying to sell God on some yeah. God. Like, I don't have this guy in any of my plans for you. And then you think you could pray for him and make him into something. <laughs> oh, come on. I got to pray for you because I got to get you suitable to God so he can buy into my plan. God is not buying into plans. <laughs> That's so real. He's not buying into your plans. That's true. He said... I have a plan for you. Yes. So the person who needs to get hip is who? You. You, you keep trying to make God hip to what you want to do. That's true. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And we do it in the daily, like we said, the daily basis. basis. I did it all the time. Yep. I got tons of books. I used to write prayers. And you know, I don't want to say journal but because it's not so masculine. But I, I used to write my prayers a whole lot. And I would say things to God like, I think I'd be really good at this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would kill with this. Like, Lord, help me to do this because I think that this is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. All things that I'm not doing today <laughs> because God knew better. That's right. He had a plan. We got to come to grips that we don't like uncertainty because it's not our plan. Mm-hmm. We don't like it because we don't know. We don't like it because we don't see. And we don't like it because it's not our plan. And we waste days, years, months. Trying to force our plan. Trying to sell our plan to God. That's all I feel like is the difference from my life now before and after being saved. I yeah. feel like it's one person trying to force their plan and another person who embraces God. Yeah, that's it. It's people who come in and they're ready for God to give them his plan. That's right. And there's people who are. It's no contingencies. Yeah. It's no, if you don't do this, I'm going to have to go back to mine. Yeah. None of that. No people like, you know, people, you, you even when you, we, we work in business and we, we may hire some people and you tell them what to do and they just feel like they can do it. They know better. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he told Noah to build this boat and Noah like, yo, this thing be crazy if we had a motor. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm just going to put a motor on it because God, he, he'd be happy that I put it. That ain't what I ask you to, to do. do. It's not what I ask you. You don't even know what you're building this boat for. You don't even know. Imagine if he was like, you know, this is crazy. Like, this boat don't got no windows. I'm going to put some windows on this blicky. Like, I got to make this thing in style, man. All of a sudden, you, the, the pressure of that water just bust those windows in. And now you you sinking because you thought you knew better than the person who's making the plan. Mm-hmm. God, he, know, I, he said, I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. He didn't say we know. He didn't say y'all know. He said, I know. Sorry. And we need to c- c- find ourselves in a place of comfort with that. Sorry. He said, declares the Lord, plans for your welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and, and a hope. hope. Mm-hmm. God, God has your welfare hidden in the unknown. That's right. He has your future stuffed in the unknown. Mm-hmm. He has your hope tucked in the unknown and you running from it. How embarrassing is that? You know, all mm-hmm. these years I was running from the unknown. Anything that was close to out of my comfort zone, I said no. Yep. He's just so vague, too. He likes to give you a future. A hope. <laughs> I know. He didn't give you a future. Like, he was talking about the rapper. Like, he just going to come into your house like, mask off. No. He, he has a plan to give you a future. A specific future. Not your future. Not even one that you feel like you deserve. Yeah, just a, mm-hmm. a specific one, just for you. 
And then Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's why the, the Spirit knows that we, we don't know what we ought to pray. And it says it prays for us. Mm. I love that scripture because I know sometimes I'm just wagging off at the tongue as if my ways are God's ways. And as if my thoughts are his thoughts, sometimes the spirit just be like, I'm, I'm going to utter something on your behalf because yeah. you you way out there right now. Mm-hmm. You you talk, you asking for things that will kill you. Yeah. You asking for things that will set <laughs> you apart. Because that's what we think about. Our meditations are on yeah. these. Yeah. I mean, people, and you expect God to be concerned about this. We should like, not be as comfortable as we are talking about the things we want to God, talking about. Those things all the time to others and meditating on those things. The person who identifies themselves as single is saying that they are identified by what they lack and not what God has given. Jesus. That's a concern to me. Now, I, I'm not going to go there. Genesis 50 and 20. Matter of fact, I am going to go there. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're so consumed with a person you have yet to see. Mm. And you wonder why God is bothered by the fact that you are concerned about somebody you have yet to see. And you don't even concern yourself with him. Who is there, right there. Who is right And you don't even realize how much time you spend like between the thoughts and the preparation to make sure you look a certain way, make sure you talk. It's all for the person you people don't want to admit to. It's real pathetic, but (laughs) a lot of work going into what you have yet to see or meet. Yep. You put more effort into what you have yet to see than the God. You don't even prepare your heart for him, but you already prepared your heart for a man. Goodbye. Come on, on, man. Come on. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20 says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good Mm. to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. today. See, this is another thing. Number one, you don't like the unknown because you don't know it. You don't like the unknown because you can't see it. You don't like the unknown because it's not your plan. And number four, you don't like the unknown because sometimes it hurts. Yep. And he said, even in the times where it's evil, he said, even this that was meant for bad for my good is actually for my good. Mm-hmm. It's actually for my God. I don't even fear the hard times that the unknown will bring. That's right. Because even those are for my good. good. Yep. He said something good came out of this. He said the evil that you presented kept people alive. Mm. I don't think y'all understand. I don't think you understand even the horrors of slavery. Those evils. Mm -hmm. Everything that was ever committed against us as a black people. Or as a people, for those who are Jewish, Jewish yeah. and experienced the Holocaust, or those who are uh, Japanese or of Asian descent and faced the, the discriminations they felt faced over in the West Coast. There's many uh, stories of discriminations and evil that have been committed against people. But you got to understand it. Those who are believers look through the lens of faith and understand that even those evils were for my good. good. That's right. It's not an easy thing to say, but it got you got you got to be there yeah. with it. So before we close out, one last scripture, Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that those who for those who love God, all things work together for good mm-hmm. for those who are called according to His purpose. purpose. He's saying those who are called into the unknown. He said those who are called into the unknown, they're like that explorer who is willing to face all types of uncertainty for the glory of discovering something they've never seen before that's us that's the believer let us go boldly into the new frontier let us go boldly and see your future self will thank you 
that you ran into that future mm-hmm. instead of fuck mm-hmm. instead of ran from it mm-hmm. your future self will thank you he said God knows all but what do we know all I know is all good. things work, work together, together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose Amen. this is Real Church Matters episode 27 the unknown is known just not to you.